Oh, man, I hate Mondays. Nah, man, it's Tuesday. Wait, 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 what day is it? You know what day it is. Tuesday. Bruce Day Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah! It's time for Bruce Day Tuesday. Brought to you by the Cellar and Six Pack Store. Here's Drez and Big Nate. There we go. It is Brews Day Tuesday, brought to you by the Southern Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg. My name is Drez. We got Big Nate in here with us, and we are in Studio B because we got a couple of guests. Not just one Scott, but two Scots are in the house from the Great Wilderness Brewing Company that is going to be coming soon. Hopefully, we can get the details. You, you've always teased me of when it's actually opening, so I don't know if there's a date yet or maybe we can get an idea, but Scott and Scott... Welcome. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you for bringing beer. I heard the pops. Usually, I didn't know what to do with myself because usually I'm yeah. like showing the label I did, off. To I the, realized like the halfway video. through the intro, I'm just eh, I'm just like kind of sitting, sitting here. here. So you guys just Salivating. popped some beers from the. Uh, it's Great Wilderness Brewing Company. I know you don't officially have a location open yet, but obviously it's coming and stuff. But you're already brewing the beer, and uh, in fact, I think is this going to get confusing? I might need to go by last names, perhaps. What's the best way to differentiate the two of you? Well, you can just call me Rocky. Rocky? Yeah. And Bull- Bullwinkle? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. Hey, that'll work. All right. All right. Well, Bull Bull over here is the uh, the brewer. We got Brewer Bull. And so That's you're- right. So this is all the stuff that we're drinking today is your brainchild, I guess? It is. Yeah. After uh, years and years of working with Scott here, uh, we've been coming up with a, a bunch of recipes that we're going to be brewing at the- uh, the Brewing Pulaski, so. I was going to say, really, it's a collaboration. You guys kind of, I mean, you're the master brewer, head brewer or whatever, but it's, you guys kind of spitball the ideas because you, Rocky, <laughs> have been in uh, in the world of beer for quite some time, correct? Correct, correct. I, uh, You know, I've been on the marketing side in, in the craft beer industry for over 14 years. So, and it's uh, from Colorado and moved out here six years ago and decided uh, that we're going to take off with a brewery here and. Uh, ended up meeting Scott and it was a perfect fit, you know, right off the bat. You know, it's, you know, I, I actually talked to quite a few different brewers, things of that nature. And uh, when I met Scott, he was like, you know, to be honest with you, the best way to know what kind of beer I brew is to maybe have you brew, have me brew a beer that you want me to brew. So, and at that time I said, okay, well, how about a milkshake IPA? And he came back and just killed it with a mango milkshake IPA. And what Ooh. year was this? Uh, what, three years ago? Four years ago? I think it's going on four years now, yeah. Four years. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So, you've been doing... I was going to say, because the Milkshake IPA has been somewhat of a newer... I mean, you see, you can see them more common now, but four years ago, it was still pretty pretty new sort of a flavor on the block. You know, it was interesting. It, you know, it's actually been around longer than that on the Midwest and West Coast. Ah, you know, okay. so when I came here, I didn't see many people even doing it. It was uh, an area that I, I wanted us to tackle, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's been around, you know. Midwest and, and West Coast tend to to be, you know, front runners in a lot of new 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 styles and different types of beers to do. I got you. Well, I would ask, is a milkshake IPA what you guys just popped? I mean, we need to be drinking beer as we discuss this stuff. Start pouring, fellas. Absolutely. So, what, what do you got? What do you got for us? So we're going to start off with some of our fruit beers. We're going to do a watermelon Kolsch, and then we have a strawberry cream ale. Try right. out first. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's give this a go. So, which one are? So I know that. 
Rocky and Nate are going to drink the same beer, yep. and me and Bull <laughs> are going to drink. So which which one did you just hand me? Is this the Kolsch? So that's the Kolsch. All right, watermelon Kolsch. So I am a big fan of watermelon. That's one of my all-time favorite fruits, if not the my favorite fruit. However, I don't like any watermelon-flavored stuff. So right. I'm wondering, is this like real watermelon? It is, and we actually processed that ourselves. So we went and picked the sweetest watermelon we could find, juiced it. Um, and that added that right into the secondary. So we've actually done this Ooh. beer uh, two or three times now. We uh, we were pushing the envelope on how much of the watermelon puree or juice we could add this time. So it's pretty watermelon forward. Wow. So you guys, well, here's a question, man. How do you go about picking your watermelon to make sure it's sweet? Did you have to go through a <laughs> whole ton it. before you like, yeah, I always, right. I always knock on it. Yeah, I always yep. knock it. And then um, bigger the yellow spot and the more hollow the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, That's exactly right. All right. So I trust that you know how to pick your. Those are the two exact things <laughs> that I was taught how to do. So awesome, man. Well, so you hopefully did use some good watermelon for it. I mean, let me go in here. All right. Well, I'll save my review for later when we untap it. But man, you can definitely taste the watermelon. <laughs> that almost tastes like I might be in the outliers of this, but I even. After the watermelon, you know, if you, if you get the if you get the end and you got the bowl, you got to drink the water from the watermelon, oh, yeah. right? I mean that that almost tastes like <laughs> straight up watermelon <laughs> juice. That's 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 crazy. I, I mean, I think that's that's kind of what you're looking for when you have a yeah. fruited beer. I think I I hate hate it when you get something and it's it'll just pure the sh- bottom in the in the fine print the flavoring of the fruit and it's like oh come on yeah like I know pumpkin's one that's hard to like do because a lot of it's just canned squash. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's one thing Scott and I agree on. It. It's different if you're brewing a beer for competition for like fruit beer style, because that really needs to be a harmonious blend of, you know, base beer and the fruit. Whereas if we're brewing for ourselves, we like things a little more forward. You know, mm, we want right. people to pick up on that fruit as soon as they stick their nose in the glass. So and there's yeah. no question about that. But all right. So you've been, you guys have been working together brewing for four years. How long have you been brewing? Where did you, how did you get into the game of beer and brewing? And, uh, and yeah, what's your story there? Uh, I was up in Boston working for a few years. Uh, had some roommates at the time. We decided we wanted to go ahead and, and brew some beer. Um, went to a, a local uh, homebrew supply store, and they hooked us up with a Lagunitas IPA clone, I think was the first thing that we did. It was a partial mash, pretty simple. Um, and it actually came out great. You know, for the first time, I hear horror stories of when it doesn't come out great the first time. You want to hear one? I can tell you what happened down, to me. You know? I mean, <laughs> that's why I quit brewing. <laughs> no, it, it turned out great. And um, so I moved back down here to Virginia. It was one of the first things I did. I went and did all this research, found out exactly what I needed to do, uh, all grain brewing, um, and really just went into the weeds and down the rabbit hole and, you know, really got into it and kind of uh, joined a local homebrew club. And that's actually how I met Scott was through that. Okay. Sweet, sweet. So, yeah, I mean, that's really what you got to do is just delve in deep and learn as much as you can about the craft because, no pun intended, I mean, that is, there's just such a wealth of knowledge and there's so much that you can do with it. I mean, it's impossible to learn it all. I mean, you can always be learning and improving your your trade and game. So, Scott, I know you've been working in the industry, mainly the other side of things. So, what swayed you to start doing and getting into actually trying to open a brewery, Great Wilderness? (laughs) You know, um, when I moved here, there there wasn't a lot of breweries here at that time, you know, and then all of a sudden, a lot of breweries just started recently opened here in the New River Valley. And when, but when I moved here, it was 
I missed what I had in Colorado. You know, when you had all these, you, you can go to so many breweries. You can pop out for a day and just bounce around to so many different breweries easily. Mm-hmm. You know, but I couldn't do that here in the New River Valley. You know, and now we're getting to a, st- a point now where we we have a great group of breweries here that you can actually take a day and just hop around to some breweries and you know try some different beer and just enjoy different atmospheres. And so it's like, so I knew I wanted to do one. You know, and it just evolved into where we're at, at at this stage. Well, and I know that it's obviously you guys have been working together for four years, so it's it's certainly not something you can just do overnight. <laughs> There's a lot of red tape you got to go around, and I, I know that the it comes to ABC laws and zoning and. I mean, we were recently just talking about J.H. Bards and how, like, you know, they were planning to go over to Blacksburg and, oh, no, you can't open a spot there. And so I know there's a lot that goes into it. And I know that you've been really working hard with the uh, the town of Pulaski and, and getting your spot all set up. And I want to hear more about where you are with that and how that's going in a little bit. But first, I guess maybe, I mean, because there's so much to talk about and we got if I'm not mistaken, by the way, this is going to be a three-parter because you brought six different beers for us <laughs> to try. So maybe what we should do is go ahead and... And untap these beers, give our thoughts on this. We'll play a song and come back and drink some more beers. And then I want to get an update on what the latest is with what's happening at the groundbreaking Pulaski Brewery that's going to be coming. Great Wilderness Brewing Company. Nate, how is yours tasting? Is it nice and fruity? So, I mean, I haven't had a lot of, of fruit cream ales. This might be one of the very best things I've ever drank. Um I find it hard to believe. I mean, I, I I trust that the watermelon Kolsch will be delicious, but strawberries and cream, you don't get a much more natural pairing than that. I, I'm, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to do it because I already have the reputation. It's a five. Let's go ahead, man. <laughs> it's gotta, a five. I already know. So truth it's be told, delicious. this is not my first beer from Great Wilderness Brewing Company. I've was kind enough to get over there and get a little taste uh, over at your spot. Uh, Scott, would, uh, honestly, I want to say there was like 10 beers on tap or something over there. Yeah, I think I had eight at that time. That, yeah, so I mean, so beers at that time. I've tried. And, and one of the things that I really enjoy about what you're doing over there is you have such a vast variety of styles, which case in point, what all your different different stuff that you brought today that I'm looking forward to trying. But even if it's something that you might not particularly love style-wise, I mean, this beer right here, I could have been blind. I could even not be able to have my sense of smell, but just on taste alone, that's 100% watermelon and nice and light and easy drinker. I probably, would, I don't know if I would have guessed Kolsch, maybe just because I'm not so refined and no Kolsch's, but it, this tastes exactly as it should be, man. A watermelon Kolsch, unlike anything I've ever had before, frankly, it tastes, almost tastes like I was drinking watermelon juice beer. Which is, I think, what you're going for on that one, man. So to the style, I, I'm going to leave room for improvement. I'm not going to throw out fives right off the gate because I know there's some stuff coming that I think I'm going to like maybe even more than this beer. But on the untapped scale, I'm going to give this one a 4.75. That is amazing. Are you guys on untapped? Do you do you untap your own beers is even a question. First of all, are you on untapped? I would imagine so. You're in the beer world. You have to be familiar with the app, which we like to utilize and plug, even though they haven't given us even a damn sticker at this point, eight years in, but still, we love and use the app quite regularly. Is it sort of a seen as a necessary evil from y'all's seat, the uh, untapped? You know, it's it's different in, in the on the beer side of things. A lot of breweries really love it, and some breweries don't. You know, um, there's a lot of business sides to, to un, untapped on whether certain breweries will use it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's uh but we are on untapped and we will we will be on untapped on the professional side once the brewery opens as well gotcha so. gotcha all right well, is, it, uh, is it like yelp for beer yeah because i feel yeah, like uh, like some of the things i've seen like it's like uh, i don't someone's got a beef with the brewer or something well i mean it, it's you know it, everything's you know it's based on somebody's opinion and you know a, a lot of uh on the consumer side you know everybody rates it for fun you know and a lot of breweries will actually use it you know um to, to get feedback on the beer and so sometimes people will rate you you know it's there's a lot of love and a lot of hard work that goes into making a beer, no matter how much somebody doesn't like a beer. Mm-hmm. So when you, when people rate beers, you know, say under a three, you know, it's, you know what, at that point, it's, you know, it, it's one thing if there's like off flavors or something that's really wrong with a beer, but there's still, you know, a lot of stuff that goes into that beer to make it rated at least something, you know, as opposed to like rating somebody a one type of deal. Yeah. I mean, case in point, this watermelon Kolsch, like, you have to sort of gauge your own rating scale. Now, I'm not a – if I'm going to a brewery and I look at the menu, a Kolsch is never going to be my first pick. Never because that's just not a style that I really seek out or love or appreciate. And that being said, you know, just because this is a beer that wouldn't be my first choice, I still realize what it is. This is a beer – this is a Kolsch that's done well. It's, it's exactly what you want. So that's how I imagine – I would think and I imagine you would appreciate that sort of rating scale. And I guess maybe it's because I am, you know, been doing it for so long and I've talked to so many brewers that that's kind of the vibe I get. Is I mean, is that sort of how you think? So it's not – I don't gauge it on the actual my tasting. I try and think of it almost as if I was in a beer contest or like I was a judge at an actual like, you know, yeah, that's a good way to beer festival it. or something. I'm not there. It's not based on what my personal opinion is. I do factor that in, of course. You have to factor that in. But you still, just because, because by that account, I would just give every regular coffee stout or something like a two because I don't drink coffee. You you can get into so much where it's like you have some, you know, maybe you don't like a porter. So why rate a porter? Yeah. So that I know not to come back to that. I, I would do that. And my argument to that would be, if you don't ever try it, you might not know. Because, I, I mean, case in point, I didn't even drink beer. I didn't even really like beer until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah. The, and it the, wasn't until you start trying it and trying different things that you eventually start to like it. Absolutely. And, I mean, and what I mean by that is sometimes people will rate it and they rate it low because they don't like them. Mm-hmm. But you're, then you're I rating you it the wrong way. Yeah. You know. Is it true to style? Right? Exactly. exactly. And if it is, but you still don't like the style, then... Either maybe don't rate it or rate it. Case in point, (laughs) this is a perfect pilsner. I hate it. Or just realize, (laughs) or realize that if it's not, yeah, if it's not something to your liking, just give it a three, and then you know, okay, absolutely. Honestly, frankly, if I look at my scores, if it's not over a four and a half, then that's or at least a four, then that's probably not a beer I really would want to drink again. Yeah, Mm -hmm. honestly. So, all right, we went on a little bit of an untapped tangent there. (laughs) We got Scott and Scott from Great Wilderness Brewing Company in with us. We're going to take a break. We'll play a song. We'll. uh, I want to try. I want to try the uh, the the fruit cream ale, and then I guess you guys got some more brews for us. Obviously, I would hope you know this. We are a rock station, and we usually let our guests pick the tunes uh, that we play on Bruce Day. So I don't know if you guys are rockers, but is there a certain song that perhaps you would like to hear or at least a certain band that you're a fan of that you want me to play? Uh, I'll let you go first, Rocky. You, you would you're the Rocky. That. You're the Rocky. You know, I'll, you of know the bunch. I'm an Aussie fan, so. Oh, 
<laughs> I think we got some Ozzy in the library. We'll go ahead and throw some Ozzy on then, and we'll be back with more Brews Day Tuesday. Great Wilderness Brewing Company in the house right here with 105.3 The Bear. Stick around.